for two weeks we have been reading the readings from Second Corinthians, and today is the final reading. And as you know, that in the letter, the second letter to the Corinthians, Paul spoke very much not only of the of the kerygma, the proclamation of the gospel, but also he included so many aspects of himself as a minister. And uh, he was very much and keenly aware that there are many in the Corinthian community, and he spent some time there. They were always looking at him from another perspective because there are always people coming in, great speakers, these super apostles, as St. Paul would speak to, to them. And he said they were always introducing a different gospel than, than St. Paul taught. And so you needed to reaffirm that if you do follow those who bring this other gospel because they're so eloquent, they're able to describe so many things in a beautiful way. But he says, but they're not bringing the authentic gospel. And you Corinthians are so easily persuaded by nice speech and you fall right into, into, the, into the, the, the trap of not really living the gospel, the truth, the truth who Jesus is. And so St. Paul goes on and he gives witness to who he is. Among others, towards the end, as we know, he gave witness what he did. So it's just those super apostles says, well, we're Hebrews, we're this, we're that. And St. Paul says, everything they say is true. And then they, and then, and then he continues, but I also have to add, like yesterday's readings, I have to add that I was shipwrecked, I was beaten, you know, 40 lashes minus one, minus one, five times, I was stoned. I spent nights shipwreck, you know, um, nights and days in a sea, not knowing what would happen to me. I was threatened with life, being killed, all those things which I had to endure. But then today is the final witness that he gives, the final witness. He says those super apostles claim they have visions, they have all these communications with God. And, and he says, I have to continue. I, want to, I don't want to be foolish. But I have to also say, say the following. But he, in his, own, in his own humility, he cannot even say that he was the one that was granted extraordinary visions, extraordinary uh, awareness of God. And so he says, I must boast, not that it's profitable, but I will go on to visions and revelation of the Lord. And he says the following, I know a man in Christ 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up to the third heaven. And I know that this man, within body or out of body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard ineffable things which no one, which no one may utter. And about this man I'll boast. He is the one who received it. But he couldn't say it. He didn't want to say it. He didn't want to say it because he says it's not important. All of those who are super apostles who are coming to you, they're claiming we had visions, we have this, we have that, so you should listen to us. But St. Paul says, God gave me these gifts, but I cannot even utter on my own 14 years ago, which means about halfway through his ministry when he became converted, as you know, by Christ himself on the road to Damascus. And so he's, he utters these words 14 years ago, meaning that when, they, when he wrote this, God gave him these gifts, but he cannot utter. But what I will boast about is my weaknesses, because then the power of Christ dwells in me.
if I know what Christ is and who Christ is, Christ for me means life. Christ for me means life. And the only thing I wish to know is the cross because it's the power by which we were redeemed. And I share in his cross because I know there's resurrection. And I share in his sufferings because I know that he will transform these sufferings into salvation, not only my own, but all the people who have heard to embrace the gospel itself. This is what he wishes to say. And then he continues one step further. And he says, but I also know that I received because of these revelations, because of these special gifts that God gave me, I needed someone to keep me humble because otherwise I'll lose everything by pride. And so if I were to lose by pride, so God gave me a special gift called thorn in the flesh. What is this thorn in flesh? We do not know. Was it the opposition? Was it the person who was always after him, trying to cut him down, cut him you know, down in size, whatever? Was it a group of people? Was it something inside of him, whatever it may be? Some form of trials, temptations, we do not know. But we know one thing for sure, it doesn't matter what it was. He speaks of this thorn in the flesh as the gift from God. Can you consider you people who are thorns in your flesh? There's plenty. Everybody knows somebody or something or some situation of one's own weakness. Doesn't matter what it is. Perhaps may the Lord allow it because he wants us to be humble. He wants to be, us to be close. How many times people say, Father, I'm ashamed that I'm doing the same thing. So many, the same sin seems to keep dragging me down. And you know, I'm ashamed because I should, I'm old enough. I should know the difference. I know the difference. And I said, maybe the Lord is allowing you to fall because he wants to, you to get back again to God, to rely on him more, because that's what it usually is. There's a, there's a whole pedagogical teaching on the, on, the, on the sin, which means that it's not that God causes us to sin because we're sinful by our nature, by the original sin. We have been infected with weakness, but somehow sin, if we recognize this weakness, then we call upon the Lord to help us out from this trap, even if it is the trap that has been with us for years. Just like St. Paul says, God gives these special trappings for us. Not that he gives, but he allows us to be with us because God doesn't cause any evil ever, but he allows it and it's, it's produced by others because he can bring good out of it. God can transform evil into good. And this is what he gives to us. So here we have St. Paul says, yes, the Lord gave me this, but Paul says, I asked the Lord three times. It wasn't that he understood it. He was a brilliant man of God, but he himself, he says, no, I don't need this. God, you got to get rid of this stuff. God, you just remove this. And the three times means that was, he was persistent. It wasn't just once, you know. I don't need this. I don't want this. I don't want this situation in my life. I don't want this person who's always trying to cut me down, whether in a, in a war, at work, wherever it may be. I don't like the way my spouse always reminds me of something and needles me every couple, whatever situation. I do not know the frequency, but the fact is this, it happens. It happens. And so we kind of rebel against that. I asked the Lord three times to remove it. And the Lord said, my grace is enough for you so that you may not lose the power that I have given you through pride. I allow these things to happen so that you may be strong. And so, so that's the gift. And of course, and ultimately, I will rather boast most gladly 
of my weaknesses in order the power of Christ may dwell within me. What a mystery. We want to say we're strong. We can do things for God. We can do these things for, you know, for the church. We can do all these things. And we feel like we are empowered. We want to make sure that we do everything. Well, yes, we should. But, but it's born out of trust in God rather than because I trust myself. I have all these abilities. Because the minute we start relying on our own abilities, then we start falling. <clears throat> because it's not possible for us to do God's work without being always rooted in, the, in his power. <clears throat> Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. I'm happy <laughs> that I, get, I got these, all these problems. I'm happy because when I'm weak, then I'm strong by the power of God. <clears throat> Let's go into the gospel. Just, I know the there's it's a rich reading here, but the first part is very very important. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate one or love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We are creatures. By nature, we're creatures. We'll always be servants. We will either serve God or we serve other things, other idols, because we cannot not, because we're a creature. So we'll always be serving. That's the very nature of us. And no matter what people say, I'm free, I'm able to do this, you try to do it something outside of God, watch long enough. If you're too preoccupied with things, enjoy too much wine, whatever you want to get loosened up with, with your weeds, whatever it is. You're trapped. If you look at all these addictions of today, you know, I'm not even too sure if there's a good book written on, on the addictions of today. How many people are so addicted to news that they've got to watch this little thing continuously and feed yourself with the same thing that you already know? How many people are, once they go into YouTube and listen to music and they seem to be like more and more because they advertise for you, they give you next selections already. And there you are, may spend hours and hours if you don't watch out. All those things. What are the contemporary addictions of today? Addictions also, and, and that which trap us is opinions of others. Trap yourself with the opinion of others. And you're gone. You have no stability because you'll always be listening. Somebody is not happy. Somebody criticized me. Somebody did that. And so we're trapped. And so the Lord Jesus says today, you know, we can't do this. The only one that we can serve, the only master is God, because he's freedom, he's love, he's mercy, he's justice, he's the one. Unlike 19th century was terrible because it created this whole philosophy that if I am, if there's God, then I'm not free. So I have to reject God because then I'll be truly free. Feuerbach, all the other things, all the people went right into this whole trap that, you know, you, you position yourself in a way that if God is, then he's got, he's asking me to follow his commandments and doing this, therefore I don't want that, so I want to get rid of God and then I am fully free. Well, that type of freedom led us to communism and, and, and Nazism and, and all the other things, all the ideologies of 
which hurt so much humanity, millions, hundreds of millions of people died. Because when we place ourselves, when we remove God, then we place ourselves as God. So we're going to serve ourselves as God and our disordered passions, disordered emotions, the, the you know, wounds of the past, whatever it may be, and we become slaves. So God is the one who gives us the grace to be free because God is freedom. The closer we are to God, the freer we are. The more we allow God to be within us because he's the one who's life giver. He's the one sustainer. He's the one who gives us love and replenishes the love within us. And so this is what Jesus is saying to us today is because by the nature as we are creatures, we will not be masters. We cannot be because we're going to be masters if we don't have God. Then we're going to be creating all kinds of, of ideologies, of, of feelings, and we're going to serve our feelings. We're going to serve, you know, the wounds of the past because that's all we do. We can't trap ourselves. We have trapped ourselves in this and we can't get out. So God is the one who's our freedom. And so that's why the Lord says you can't do this if you serve, if you cannot serve God and mammon. And sometimes today, we feel like, okay, we can serve God here and we can serve others, you know, our passions, our this and that. And we think we can run this race with saying, give each whatever, whoever deserves. But the problem with that is that we serve no one and ultimately we serve to the very detriment of ourselves because there's it's emptiness at the end. And so what do we, what do we, should we worry? And this is when Jesus continues. He says, do not worry about what you are to eat, drink, how to be clothed. Because then, you know, this is what we are preoccupied. We have to make sure that we have this, you know, this, this egg in our little nest for the future, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Obviously the Lord knows that we need to have live on something. Obviously the Lord knows. This is not what the Lord is concerned that we don't care. It's not the opposition of God and mammon. That does not mean money. Mammon is something that which we give ourselves fully. You know, I used to fly frequently for my religious purposes, and there was a lot of men who were, and women who were driving or flying because of business. They would be leaving in the morning and come back at night or maybe the next day. And I watched that all of them were like trapped into looking at the business, what business is doing, you know, where it goes up and down, everything. And of course, it's great. It's great on one hand. But was there a morning prayer that followed before that? Was there like a thanksgiving to God that somehow he's allowing us to fly or to be able to do many things? I'm not too sure because sometimes we take too many things for granted. And so the Lord is asking us not to be too preoccupied that he is God, our father. If he cares for the birds, I mean, what a comparison to us, you know, you know, birds, you know, but, but the comparison is so powerful because birds of heaven, it's not just the sky, it's the birds of heaven. And it's a, you know, because sometimes we say the sky, but the sky and the word heavens in Hebrew is one. So God who is in heaven and birds of the heaven, it seems like, you know, they seem to follow God more closely because they're free. You know, there's always the awareness bird is, is free. He doesn't have to worry about traffic jams. He just flies wherever he wishes to go. And, and that's the freedom that the birds have, which we don't have. The birds don't have to build barns. The only thing they build is a nest for the young. That's it, nothing else. They don't build barns for food. They don't build anything. And somehow they seem to still live. 
So where do they get the food from? Maybe some good people put bird feeders. But the fact is this, that most of them do not have bird feeders. So they have to fend for themselves. And if there's two feet of snow, where do they eat? And they seem to still eat. So this is what the Lord says to us today. I will take care of you. I'm God of providence, first thing of the kingdom of heaven. And then everything else will be given to you. Set up your priorities. As many Christians say to us, many Christians say, if you set up your priority, God first, then things will somehow fall into place. And then if, if the Lord makes these beautiful lilies of the field or other flowers, beautiful like we see in the spring here, and he says, they didn't have to work on being beautiful. God made them beautiful. And how much are we beautiful in the sight of God? How precious and beautiful we are. We don't have to put all these things, you know, you know, makeups, whatever else, to the nth degree and all the other fragrances which are, you know, make someone feel that there's something special or, or hairdos, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going in that direction because we are, to take care of ourselves. And yes, we look to presentable, and it is true, but it's the preoccupation, which the Lord says, preoccupation. So may the Lord today help us to recognize more fully than ever before that He has given us something so extraordinary. He gave us a relationship with Him, who's God, who's a creator of all. He has given us the freedom to truly be men and women of God who are destined for glory that we have not only the freedom, but he has filled us with his love, healing love. He's the true divine presence, healing and divine physician. And we can entrust ourselves. And ultimately, that we don't have to be afraid of death because he's the one who take us home. When a day comes when we are to uh, depart this earth, and not only for those who are departing, but also for the family members that we say, Lord, I'm so happy you're going to take him home. Blessed Mother, I, I'm, you know, I prayed for you. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, at the hour of death that you will come. You'll take, take my husband, my wife, my, my son, my daughter, or my family member or friend, that you'll take him home. This faith that we have because of God's providence, if he cares for birds of the sky and lilies of the field, and so he cares for us. He will not abandon us. And we know that the people who have responded, like St. Romuald, who said, no, we can't be so caring for ourselves. You know, and he was a Benedictine monk, and he saw the monks were just too preoccupied with their own needs. And of course, I could say, as, you know, as one religious too, we can be too preoccupied with our needs. We want to do the good things. But we always have to say, okay, Lord, you have to guide and bless us. Same thing with families that we don't get too preoccupied with things. And then we'll know the power of God's love and grace at work within us, and he will lead us safely home. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.